my favorite. Left. Surprised nobody. <laughs> All right, welcome in the Jock Market Strategy Show NBA edition here. Jeff, myself in the house with you. The two of us, with the help of Mike Awesome Yo producing, are going to get you through tonight's busy, jammed Wednesday slate. This seems to be the norm here. I can't remember. It's either like a holiday or going up against some random event in which the NBA kind of kneels on a Wednesday. And, and that's very unlikely. So normally, Jeff, we get jammed when it comes to a Wednesday slate, and we'll do our best to get through everything here tonight. I, I mean, I don't think I've, I've ever done this show without like at least seven or eight games. And again, <laughs> yeah, we got like 11 tonight. So, or 10. I, I don't know. It's it a lot. Double digits. You're right. <laughs> Somewhere in that range. It's just overwhelming when you look at the slate ahead of time. But then, you know, you, you whittle some stuff down. We do like to start where we can with some high totals, or at least I try to nudge you in that direction. But you always love to throw a wrench in there and say, you know, let's start with a 208 and a half because there's value there. All right, let's remind everybody, Jock Market, real quick, and, and Jeff's going to walk you through this. We do have our projections up there as far as fair IPO value. Alex and company have put that up for you leading up to tonight. So you can follow along on the app as well. Just download that and use our promo code AWESOMO. We'll match that first deposit up to 50 there. It's nice and easy. I'm curious, though, because, you know, I always like to try and at least start with the high-flying games, even though I can see, Jeff, that some of those games could be like, you know, the Kings, Pacers, what have you. What caught your eye of all these games, of all the lines, the totals, any side or, or lean here from a jock market standpoint, What's caught your eye first and foremost? Yeah. Uh, so this is, I mean, look, there's, there's a ton going on. We got, tank, we're in tank season, obviously yes, for are. NBA. So the bad teams are, you know, the, the Rockets have ruled out like half their starting roster here and they're going up against the Kings of all team who, you know, they're, they're down everyone too. So, I mean, this game, it's got a 229 total and at 229 and a half total, it's really close point spread at three. I mean, this should just be like, this is the equivalent of pond hockey, right? I don't know what you call pond hockey in basket hoops, but what is it like, you know, I don't know. Anyways, it'd, that's probably, what we're be like, get. it'd probably be like some sort of, um, you know, like street run or something. Right. Or like I, mean, I, I don't know. I don't want to use like, incorrect terminology. No, no, no. That's, that's fun. I'm saying like in, in New York, we had, uh, you know, the, like we had West fourth street, right. Where yeah. it was like the preeminent, preeminent street runner up in Harlem or something. So it's just, you know, like it's just ball out there yeah. where it's flea free flowing you don't have the constriction of it right it's just ball we'll just call it yeah. that, that that's okay. the kind of game i feel like it's just guys going up the floor chucking threes yeah um that's what it feels like we're gonna get tonight um and i think that you you should be looking at this game i mean you've got guys on houston a lot of young players you know jalen green's usage is going to go through the roof uh, i'm sure that most people will will be interested in him tonight coming off a couple 40 plus fantasy point games but josh christopher uh, 30 minutes played in his last game, another young player. Um, you know, uh, he, he was over 40 fantasy points as well in, in, in his last outing. And I don't see his usage going down anytime soon, especially against Sacramento. So um, I, I think those are two guys you can you can target, rightfully so, tonight. Uh, Sengun, Alperon Al Sengun's a, a player I've always liked this season. Uh, just really efficient fantasy producer. He's questionable. If he sits, I mean, I, I don't even know who else. Like, we, we could go deeper here, but I, I, we're getting into guys like I don't even know. So, um, you know, I, I think that Josh Christopher is probably my favorite play from the Houston side. 
Um, but you know, like Sengun Green, you could probably double up here. They're not going to be now, like uh, you know, they're not going to be surprises on jock market. People are going to be bidding for these guys too. But I, I still think that we're early enough in, and you know, with this news that like Wood is out and, and Schroeder's out, that people may just be a little bit slow to the gun here to necessarily pay up for these guys. So I really like Christopher. That's probably my favorite play on on uh, the Houston side. And look, I mean, Sacramento, it's it's kind of just a similar deal. You, we can go down the the lineup, we can, you know, maybe take a shot with like uh Metu tonight, um, who's who's you know probably gonna be continuing to play solid minutes, but like Dante DiVincenzo, uh, the, the usage should be there. And of course, Davian Mitchell without De'Aaron Fox, I mean, just playing absurd amount of minutes. You know, you, you can you, I think you should be paying up for both sides tonight. Yeah, absolutely. And again, that that's where targeting, as you mentioned, no real surprises there with the top guys, especially on Houston's and when we see guys just continually ruled out here. But if it's not Mitchell, which may be the more obvious option, you've given a couple there, especially, you know, when you get down to to Metu, any love at all? Or is there maybe just as far as a, a fair IPO price, maybe a little too high to take a risk on a guy like Harrison Barnes? No, I, I really don't think so, because okay. I mean, like, I mean, this, this matchup, obviously you can't get any better. And, and I mean, and, and no, there's almost no scenario where Harrison Barnes doesn't play like 35 plus minutes just because of the rotation. Right. I mean, I don't think Sacramento is going to come in and blow the doors off of Houston. I guess it could happen, but I don't think either of these teams necessarily capable of that right now. And, and Harrison Barnes is a dude who going to be going up against a bunch of young players playing, uh, you know, heavier usage, obviously he's played pretty well of late too. Like he hasn't been terrible or anything. Um, he may even push for like a, a double double or something crazy in the spot. So, no, I, I really don't think that uh, you know. In, in a lot of ways, you'll probably get a lot better IPO value on Harrison Barnes than I think with Davian Mitchell because Davian Mitchell has been the more efficient fantasy producer late, and you know he he deserves a higher IPO price. But that'll just keep people off guys like Barnes and maybe even um, you know maybe even Trey Lyles as well. So. I really don't mind taking a shot with like going down the lineup, you know, outside of Mitchell with the Sacramento players to get a matchup. Their rotation's too short. And uh, it's just, yeah. I mean, they're, they're going against Houston. So. Yep. Yep. No, I know. And, and I love targeting that because of how desperate and, and just down Houston is not from a, we need to win standpoint, but just from a, you know, we're not or body standpoint. Guys yeah. Out. yeah, exactly. <laughs> but what about that, that, you know, desperate for a win, because you're talking about tank mode and some teams are, are kind of out of it or just have given up. But the two teams that I'm looking at that are somewhat favorable matchups, although that Hornets line is a little tight by all means in New York. But look, Charlotte and Atlanta are right there at the bottom of the play in scenario. And even if it's just fighting for seeding at this point, nine versus 10, both of these teams, I would imagine, are highly motivated. 223 is a manageable total against the Knicks and, and MSG. But then you look at that 229 and a half and that large line against the OKC Thunder for Atlanta. So maybe there's some value in targeting not only some players on Charlotte and players on Atlanta, but combine Jeff with the true desperation of, hey, we got to start winning some games in order to improve where we are. Yeah, I, especially with Atlanta. I mean, I really don't have a problem uh, going to that game. There's, there's always blow concerns, but you know, the, the starters for Atlanta, like you said, I mean, like they, they, they have to, they have to perform in this spot. I mean, this is a big game for them in, in a lot of ways. And 
if this one does stay close at all, I mean, you could, you know, like you could still, and the thing about blowouts, like blows don't always happen in the first half, right? Like this yeah. game could stay close Good for point. three quarters and then the stars could get all their points in the, in the fourth quarter or something. So I really don't have a problem. I mean, Clint Capella's played extremely well. Um, you know, if you're, if we're looking at Trey young, just to start off, I mean, there's the only problem I have with Trey young. It's not from an upside standpoint. I, I think he's definitely got potential to push for like the number one, position tonight so it's just there's probably going to be a little bit better values and, and guys going under the radar because it's such a big slate that if you have to pay all the way up for trey young then you know you're you're obviously you're taking a bit more of a risk and i'm just not sure you need to do that on the slate but i really do like the potential here i mean i i, I think that trey young like as if this game stays close he's going to have a chance we do have him ranked third you know, in the point projections, yep. there's a little bit of a gap between him and like Jokic and Donkic, but man, I mean, you, you, I, I would be shocked if Trey Young put up like 70 points though, like 70 fantasy points. I, I really wouldn't. I, I think that's kind of like the scenario we have here and you laid it out perfectly. Like it's a, it's a big game and yeah, it's, you know, it's an, it's an easy matchup. We get that, but you know, there's, there should be no let up here from Atlanta. So I, I like the spot. Like I, I actually like going to Trey Young better than paying. I certainly like better than paying up for either Donkic or Jokic. I know those guys, you know, maybe have better, bigger projections, but I think there's a bigger chance that Trey Young comes up with an upside game, and you 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 will get him for cheaper than those guys. So, I, I kind of like Trey Young tonight. I don't hate that strategy, but you can certainly go down the Atlanta lineup and just say, well, I'm just going to target Capella, and, and you can come back with someone on the other side too. OKC is another tanking team that, um, you know, it, the thing about OKC too is I kind of, you know, they've some of their players put up a little bit more of a fight. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah. You know, got, we've seen guys like uh, Pokashevsky um, do, do all right. You know, Aaron Wiggins is, is another player who shows up uh, from time to time when he gets the minutes. So I, I don't really mind, you know, targeting this game at all. Um, I, I think it's one that people will maybe just, you know, grab someone, but maybe we'll overlook some other options too. So look, I know it was overtime and it was against Portland who may be even worse maybe than where OKC is, but you could even target a guy like Isaiah Roby, who's coming off a 30 plus a point game where, you know, you're going to get minutes out there uh, against Atlanta. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think you also bring up an interesting point, Jeff, about the other pay up options. And I can't make this argument by any means about Denver because of where they are. And they did not play last night, but look, Dallas right now coming off the back to back, right? You mentioned Luca here they're still fighting, right? They're still a game behind Golden State. Like, they can still move up and continue to secure where they are, but it is the second leg of a back-to-back -back in which Luka and company did have, you know, their way. You could see either somewhat of a regression or maybe it's the same here where Dallas gets up on Cleveland, et cetera, and it's just not Doncic. Like, it, it's easier to see that than I think it is for Young. And to be fair, for Jokic, so at least you can create a pathway or somewhat of a narrative where Luka doesn't have as dominant of a performance because of the second leg of the back-to-back, -back and it's just Dallas not needing this as much as Denver and really Atlanta as well. They still do, but not as much. That's I just yeah, want to no, clarify. No, no, I, I I agree 100%. And look, I mean, like it's it, it's not a good matchup either. Like Cleveland is is tougher defensive team. They yeah. they play at a slower pace. There's a reason this totals 214, right? So. You know, Donkic could easily just have one of those nights too, where you know maybe triple doubles or something, just does everything. And 
we get a close game and it's just it's just Luca taking over the game. That scenario is on the table too, and that's probably the reason why he's he's so highly in the projections this, this today still. But I, I agree. Like I, I think there's there's more of a chance of of him not necessarily busting, but just you know the, the game plays a little bit different, uh, slow. Maybe Dallas gets out to a small lead or. Or maybe even, you know, maybe Cleveland gets out to a lead and Dallas just, you know, kind of just, you know, says, okay, we're moving on. Like it's, there's a lot of different ways this one can play out. So yeah, I, Luca's is, is kind of off the table for me. I, I like I said, I, I much prefer the Trey Young play if you're going to pay up. I don't think you have to, because I mean, there's, there's a ton of different opportunities on the slate. And I think that if you go down off the top three players, we, I think we, we kind of laid out pretty well. Yeah. There's other opportunities and um, you know, I'll, I'll make the transition here. Like sure. I think one game people are, are, may just kind of just bypass and just kind of forget is, is the late game with Phoenix and golden state. Um, it's not the biggest total on the slate, but it's not t- small either. You know, we're talking about these scrubby teams and scrubby teams are fine. You know, we can go down the bench and talk about them, but they're, they're bad teams for a reason. Like we could also get really just crappy games where one team basically does nothing. And it's kind of just a bunch of duds. We got Phoenix golden state with like a, a within a five point spread. Um, you know, the sun's on the road. Clay Thompson has, has really picked up his game of late. He's launching a ton of threes every night. He's been way more efficient. Chris Paul's back. He's played well. I, I like, I like going, I like going with those two guys tonight. I think that, and again, you've got to think about this from, it's not just the projection or, or the standpoint where it's where their IPO is going to be at. And I can tell you right now, like, I don't think that I'll, either of those guys are going to get bid up too much, just the way I, I think the slate is going to be laid out. So um, you know, maybe some, maybe a few more eyes on Clay Thompson right now, but not to the point where I think he's going to be, you know, super, super heavily owned and yeah. Chris Paul, the same, you know, he, people, he's still just come back from injury. I think Devin Booker probably will go for more than him, but I, you know, no, no Steph Curry in the lineup. Like I, I, I like going there. So I, I think you can, you know, look for a couple of like good mid-range guys here tonight. I think you get good IPO values on them. And you know, we, I think they, they project pretty well too on, on Osmo. So. Yeah, that's a big correlation to it, right? And just looking right. at our own projections and, and where we have as far as fair IPO value for some of these guys. And I think you clearly lay out with Booker and Paul those options. You did reference Capella, where I, clearly he has an easier matchup by a mile here against Golden State, especially with kind of Draymond hovering there. But he may be, because of at least that on the surface, Jeff, Aiden may be a sneakier play just because of the initial sticker shock of, ah, oh, you know, going up against that front court there. But if people, again, you mentioned Capella, so I'm kind of using that in somewhat of a comparison. But then we also have that Crowder, Bridges, maybe even campaign type group of ancillary guys that you can target on Phoenix that any one of them could have a big night and maybe hit as far as like a third or, or really just return something on a positive ROI. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if this game, you know, does turn into a bit of a shootout too, I mean, you're, you're going to have that potential. So you could, you could go deeper. I mean, again, we're talking about quality teams, right? Like, yeah. like I, I think that th- this game does have more potential to turn into, even though the game totals lower. I mean, I really do feel like, you know, the, these games are the ones that where you know, you, you just look up at the end of the night, it's like 140 to 130 or something. You're like, oh yeah, I mean, it's Phoenix and Golden State. Were we really that shocked that two good teams, you know, kind of went at it? Um, no. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I don't have like any strong leans other than, you know, going with Paul and, and Clay Thompson, who 
again, both project out pretty strongly. And I just think they're going to be good values on jock market with the IPOs, not getting bid up too much, but you could, uh, you could also look at this one in game, you know, it's the late game. Yep. Um, you know, if, so, if someone's getting into the rotation a little bit, you mentioned Jay Crowder. I, I actually like that call, uh, you know, good all around performer too. If he gets hot with, uh, you know, from three or something, you could certainly look to pick up shares of him. Um, if the games, you know, starts to, to, to pick up the pace a little bit. So yeah, that's, um, th- this is a game where, you know, you could, you can certainly go down the lineup, watch how it's going. Otto, Otto Porter Jr. Other guy. Yeah. I, I think that call. fits in that vein. You know, if, if this one gets going and, and it, it looks like, uh, you know, we're going to get like kind of that classic shootout. Yeah. Pick up some shares in game because these guys will probably all end up playing bigger minutes and, uh, getting more opportunities. Yeah, and that's another point, too, here, which is, look, you're on the road. It's a late game. Not to say that the time matters for either of these teams on, on their coast, but I'm just saying you're on the road. It's the middle of the week here towards the end of the schedule. It's only a four-and-a-half-point line. You could easily see Golden State hanging with Phoenix, making this a game, even as you referenced earlier, where a blowout can happen in the second half or ultimately Phoenix can pull away. But if you have a tight game here, I think people may just just ignore or stay away from Phoenix, which could drop their immediate value, especially since, you know, it's part of the later activity with them in that Blazers Pelicans game, which probably is going to be over in the first eight minutes or so. So there's definitely a target there that you can take advantage of. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you mentioned you mentioned that that's the game where uh, that's. It's funny you said that. That's that's kind of just I looked at the game and, you know, we're talking about the Pelicans and, and Portland now. And I mean, I, I think that you could you could maybe take a you know, you could scrape a couple of the, the low owned guys on Portland, you know, maybe like a CJ Ellaby or something um, just because of getting such big minutes or, or maybe even like going down to like Macklemore or something again. But um, it's not really a game where I'd, I'd feel confident in that the, any of the Pelican studs necessarily going to play too much because I just think that one is going to be over very quick as well. So, right, right. Now, uh, is there anybody? And so again, like this would take a super magnifying glass here, right? Because you referenced Houston where it's getting to the point uh, on some guys where if they're not going or if they get pulled, you're down to just the hope and pray that somebody you don't even know is going to take advantage of volume here. But again, look, the Pelicans are not the best team in the NBA by a mile, Jeff. So would it truly shock you if somehow McCollum, I know Valanchun is questionable coming in here, right? But would it truly shock you if Ingram and McCollum, and even if it is Jonas out there, it's just going through the motions. And it's, it's a team that even they don't know who they're playing here. I do wonder if there's anybody in this game beyond even like at the top that, that you could jump in here on Portland. I mean, you mentioned, of course, I don't even know who would be outside of LRB, to be honest with you. I mean, I, what are you getting from Eubanks, <laughs> right? That, especially at, at a higher number there. So yeah. maybe there isn't. As I talk myself through this, maybe there really isn't an opportunity I mean, yeah. to take advantage of anybody. And Eubanks is <laughs> is fine. It's just, again, you, you, you're you going to have to pay up. Like, that's going to be, I think, the name. that He's coming off a massive game, obviously. And Brandon Williams is, too. So, you know, I, I, again, I, if you are going with Portland, like I, I would, I would kind of scrape the bottom of the barrel and, and, and look to take cheap shots with like a Chris Dunn or something like that, or, or, um, or Jose Alvarado, maybe even, I mean, just, and, and just like, you know, cause this game could go so many different ways where you're just getting, 
you know, strain or sorry, Alvarado's obviously talking about the port, the, uh, the Pelican side, if, right. if it turns into a blow is what I was trying to get up. But mm-hmm. um, McLemore is, is another player on Portland who you could just see a few more minutes. Maybe if this one just turns weird or, or maybe just comes off the bench and plays well, because it just we have no idea how the Portland rotation is going to really go any night. I mean, it's just, they're just launching so many different players in there um, with, with like different skill sets and stuff. So um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm with you. Like, I just, I'm not super high on, on paying up for the Pelican studs. I know, you know, on paper, it's, it's, it's a great, great matchup, but like you said, it feels like a go through the motions night where, you know, maybe a couple guys on, on Portland show up and have decent fantasy nights, but it's kind of a game. Like, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm almost just like happy to write off because of all the, the weirdness with, um, with both, well, with both those teams kind of, so. I get it, man. Trust me. I, I, I will add this one little nice play here because it didn't hit two games ago, and I think people moved away from it, and Herbert Jones came back in emphatic fashion. But the books are no, – and I'm waiting for your spot here to put this up, but the books are still normally at least asking for just a over a half a three for Herbert Jones, who is averaging 1.1 makes – this month or the month of March, if you look at it winding down and only had that 0 for five night two games ago. But before that had a what, like a five, six game stretch of makes and he comes back last night. He has volume. So even on that 0 for night, he was 0 for five on yep. a two of 11 night overall. My point being is that even if it's asking you to lay like, you know, 125 to 130, 135, even and you can look at the break even points on all that. I still think that you can go over a half a three for Herbert Jones tonight. Still like that play. I just need it to be up on the board before I can. I, I mean, I agree. If, if it's up, I mean, I'd take that as well. I mean, we're, we're asking for the guy basically to get like two attempts here. So, um, and he's, he's hit, he's launched 12 attempts over his last two starts. So <laughs> I love, it. I, love I, it. I mean, if, if it's up there, I mean, I, I might even take that all the way to minus 150 or something. So obviously you want to look for the best number, but sure. yeah, no Herbert Jones. I mean, just trying to, I don't know, you know, jock market. I mean, yeah, you, you could take a shot too. I mean, you, you know, his, maybe his minutes go up or, or he ends up being the guy who scores for, for the Pelicans tonight. But again, this game, I don't know. It just, it's tough. It kind of give me a headache. talking. About I get it. it. <laughs> Grizzly Spurs is sitting at 234. That's a gigantic total there. Yeah. Uh, that, that may be one to hit. And also, you know, you reference Jokic as far as a top spend up option, that game Still under double digits as far as the spread, but in Indiana, that game has a total even higher, hovering around that 236. So, you know, Grizzly Spurs at least has some marquee names. I know the Morant factor, not there, but there's probably a bunch of guys we can target with such a high number here, especially with assists now coming into play for guys as well as just points when you have a, a total that high. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, I, I think that, you know, both these games obviously – uh, I think more like have the big, the have huge totals that you want to, that you want to target, have a lot of fantasy potential. Obviously we got the closer point spread with Memphis and San Antonio. That's probably my preferred game just in terms of like looking at fantasy options, but both of them, I mean, have, have a lot of potential, um, you know, on, on the, uh, the, the San Antonio side, I mean, they're at home. So it does feel like a spot where, you know, people could just be overlooking them a little bit just because, you know, Memphis is, is, is obviously a quality team and, and they're the favorite, but I, I don't mind going down, uh, going down the, the San Antonio road a little bit here. I mean, Yaka Poodle, 
um, you know, just a, a really solid fantasy performer. And, and on this kind of slate, I mean, you know, if, if his, um, if his, you know, jock market IPO drifts a little bit, like I, I think this is a fine spot to take him at home. You look at what, um, you know, he, he's done at home. I mean, it's, he's been a lot, um, he's been a lot better scorer at home actually. So uh, a little bit better, a little bit more efficient too, from the free throw line. So that's not bad. Um, I, I think that, uh, I, I think San Antonio is, is a team like worth coming back with. So, you know, obviously Desmond Bain is, has really picked up his game over the last little bit. Uh, he's, he's become like a very consistent fantasy producer. He'll probably be a popular target tonight. So that's something to think about. You might even want to go down the, uh, the Memphis lineup, you know, maybe, yeah. um, maybe taking a shot with like Tyus Jones or something like that, but you can certainly, you know, come back on both sides of this game. And the nice thing about this game is too, it does offer us like mid range options. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, we can pay up for Deontay Murray here and, and I'm absolutely fine with that too. I, I almost prefer him like almost as much as Trey young, you know, as, as a player to come off of the top two options with. So he, he's certainly in play, but you know, you can go with mid range options on both sides of this game. I think you can be pretty happy with what you're getting. So it, it, it's a good one to target for sure. Yeah. And especially if you are looking at somebody on Memphis, right. If it's depth and, and taking advantage of that, depending on, on how this thing plays out, but uh, absolutely. And, you know, Murray is definitely going to be up there, but you mentioned some options that you can target on San Antonio that are going to be less popular and more value, especially if one of those guys pays off because you can just pair up what Jeff's laying out with our fair IPO as well. All right, final couple of minutes here on the Jack Market Strategy Show. Hit that thumbs up button, please, if you haven't already hanging with us. And look, take advantage. You see what Mike's been putting up there for you, the 100% deposit bonus up to $50. So, Download the app, be a part of the Jock Market community, and when you sign up, you use that promo code AWESEMO, A-W-E-S-E-M-O, and we'll match that first deposit up to $50, and you can start You can start winning tonight. Like, right now, tonight. Jeff's giving you enough information that you can put together a winning ticket on Jock Market tonight. That's amazing. You know, you don't have to wait 30 days or something for a return on this. You're getting it right away, man. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, jock market settles at the, at the end of each slate. Obviously, you yep. can you can pick and choose too. I mean, you can you can do the stuff in game. You can bid up at the IPOs pregame, so you can set it and forget it, and and just see where it ends up at the end of the night. Or you can just you know, if you're a guy who likes to sit and watch every minute of every stuff every second of the game, then you can you can trade in game too, man. Like a, once you once you try jock market a couple times, you will you will almost be guaranteed to like it. I mean, I'll I'll, I'll say that it's it's a fun way to go, and it doesn't. Again, you don't have to watch every second of the game, but you can, and you can take advantage of that if you do. So, um, and one player you can may possibly take advantage of that today. I'm gonna, you know, drop that. I love is, it. Is um, is Lamar Stevens with um, with uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers? Yeah, uh, I, I like the spot for him. Um, just from the perspective of, you know, the the Cleveland's missing some players. Obviously, you know, we're not talking guards necessarily, but Stevens has, has been like a really good, solid part of the rotation lately. Um, we've got, uh, you know, Mobley still, still out, obviously, uh, Jared Allen out. I mean, it's just going to mean more usage for players like Stevens. And I, I just think that with this game, having a bit of a lower total, um, he's just going to go overlooked. And, and I think you pick up cheap shares and he's a player who I almost, you know, you, you could, you could also do in game and, and wait and see, you know, maybe you get him a little bit cheaper at the start if he's not starting or anything, but. I'd be fine just grabbing some cheap shares of Lamar Stevens tonight on uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers. I think that's going to be a bit of a sneaky value, hopefully on jock market. All right. Uh, 
one game and really two guys on the same team that I wanted to get your thoughts on before we get out of here that I, I kind of had circled. And, and I wasn't sure how soon you were going to get to this game because it's a marquee matchup in the East. It's got a low total and it's most likely going to be a slugfest. But Jason Tatum sat out last night with the quote knee injury. He's back tonight against Miami. I also think Jalen Brown might be a good opportunity here. A little less of a public favorite by all means. So these are spend-up options. As you mentioned, I'll steal the phrase you said earlier. You're not surprising. You're not sneaking up on anybody here by taking either one of them. But is there value, you think, in getting to either one of these? And let me just spoil my lead here. Tatum over three and a half at plus money and Brown over two and a half at plus money. Sign me up for that same game parlay for threes. Oh, okay. You can do both. So, yeah, yes, I mean, sir. so we're going big on Boston here tonight. I mean, I don't, I don't mind it at all. I mean, I, I love it when guys get like probable or questionable tags and then yeah. it's pretty obvious that they're going to play. It just draws <laughs> a little bit more attention off them. I mean, Boston at home, pretty solid favorites here. I, I do like the Boston side better too. I have to admit, um, you know, the Miami side, you know, they, they, they've got a bit of a deeper rotation right now. And, and we, sh we should kind of be expecting like everybody to just be playing their regular minutes. So that makes it a little bit harder from the perspective of like who to target necessarily. I think Bam Adebayo isn't a bad comeback option. I mean, you know, we obviously Robert Williams out brings down uh, what, what Boston has in the middle a little bit too. Um, Kyle Lowry is just a player. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm just going to continue to fade, but I like the Boston side. I like the Jalen Brown call as well. Uh, he's probable tonight. I mean, I mean, yeah. both him and Tatum are, but I think this is a decent spot for, for, for Jalen Brown. He's, he's played pretty well late. Um, you know, just being at home is, is a big thing uh, again, just for, for the Celtics and, and uh, obviously, you know, what their implied team total is. So, yeah, I, I think that you could pay up for one of Brown or Tatum tonight. And I think that you'll probably get okay IPOs on both these guys. I mean, you know, Tatum obviously played extremely well of late and, and that, that should, that'll probably keep him like at a, at a decent IPO price. But Jalen Brown is someone who, you know, if people aren't paying up for Tatum, people just might forget about the rest of this, yeah. this Boston team. And He's produced positive ROI returns on jock market five of his last six starts. He's played well too. I think, you know, his last game, he went for 10. He, he produced 80% ROI. I, I don't, I don't think he'll approach $10 tonight on the slate. So I, I think you've got a good shot there with Jalen Brown. I like that call. Um, again, I'm not like entranced or, or like, you know, um, you know, hooked on, on necessarily coming back with anyone on the Miami side, but this one stays close. I think Bam out of bio, is in a decent enough spot with uh, with Williams out. So, all right, my friend. So the over two and a half makes over three and a half makes Brown Tatum respectively gets you plus three twenty. If you wanted to play it safe, you could go three plus each. So you drop Tatum down to three plus. You keep Brown over two and a half, and that gets you plus one ninety. So I'm just just trying to help, man. I'm just trying to add my little one and a half cents here. Is you make the world money? I just just sprinkle in every now and again. That's all. No, I, I like it. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think I think Boston's in a, a pretty good spot yeah. tonight. Um, what do we got? Like one minute left. I'll throw out one one more play. Whatever uh, you want, brother. Your world. Davis Caldwell Pope kind of kind of was a bust last night, but um, he's he's been really consistent chucking the threes of late too. You might want to check out his three point prop. I don't know what Ooh. it is, but I think okay. even on Jock Market too. I mean, I, I love targeting players against Orlando. Um, they're they're just you know defensive efficiency, especially from the perimeter, like not great. I think Pope. I, th I think he's, I think he's a pretty solid target. I think most people just be off this game too. Like this is one game where, I mean, we got to it last obviously, which tells you a lot, but I, I think this is a game where people just kind of 
fade away and 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 Caldwell Pope. Um, if, if you can get him for cheap enough, I really don't mind. Uh, hate a little sprinkle on the uh, the jock market side either. Three threes is a plus one fifty two return. You like that? I don't mind that. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. I mean, the the attempts should be there at the very least. So I'm doing it. I'm doing. I'm betting that based off of your advice, just like I'm doing everything on jock market based off of your advice. There's no pressure. No added pressure. <laughs> <laughs> all right brother as always appreciate it jeff is on twitter at the fantasy grind i'm at shanner show thanks to mike awesome of course for producing thanks to you all out there for hanging with us you're all set you're prepared across the board jock market download the app the promo code is awesome and we'll match your first deposit up to 50 dollars. have a great night enjoy the games good luck